and five, four, three, two, one, and we are live. It's been a while since we've done this. Oh it's my god, it's been a while. <laughs> I feel like every time we record now, it's just like every two weeks or something. But it's also good because there's like a lot of a lot of developments that happen between the weeks. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, new month, new things in store coming for the podcast. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, what's our what we're talking about today? All right. So school's starting up, right? Like I know. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, you're already in school. Matt, you're you have like you're starting school next week, right? Like two days, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on co-op, so I don't have to worry about school for like another year, which is mm. good, but. Uh, senior year what you what what do you got what do you got like what are, what are you trying to do for this year this is like goal setting goal setting for senior year Matt, Matt you have any goals last uh, year just like i don't know work hard pretty much is is always a goal i guess pretty much just like budgeting my time better too like not wasting too much time cuz there's a lot of stuff i was like oh i should do all this stuff and then i just not do it just sit down and end up watching like I don't know five episodes of something on Netflix or sitting down mm. and watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. It's not good. See, so is there like, is is there anything like you want to get done before the end of university? Like, is there anything that you've wanted to do these four years that you haven't done yet? Uh, I can't say that. That is a good question, actually. Oh. Like, it's like your last. You know, it's like I always think it's my last year. Like, what? Am I missing anything? Like, I don't know. I'm just gonna go to a house party. <laughs> party already, uh, <laughs> already been to a couple of those. Don't need to do that again. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's just like really keep working on projects. I start there's a lot of projects that I found I started or clubs and stuff like that. And I was like hyped at the the beginning and then kind of died off. I just I don't know, continuing that. Same with this project. This, mm-hmm. That goes for this project too. Mm. Um, just keeping keeping on on task, I'd say. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, what are, what are some things that you started, or like some clubs, or like projects you started, like for first couple of years? Um, the main one was I was always part of our like computer science society. Mm-hmm. Um, so like first year I was like one of our two first year reps, um, and I did pretty good on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also because we had a good leader. Um, so I think that's actually that's actually a good one because um, I think that's kind of what I want to work on this year as well as like good leadership stuff and just trying to like I don't know become a better either worker or leader stuff like that because I found second year and third year I kind of I was like looking more into it and I was like discovering like oh yeah I'm actually I can actually do some of this shit mm-hmm. rather than like <laughs> rather than like these other people because i'd look at them and i'd be like hmm we could do this differently and this differently and i was mm-hmm. always like now nah, like i'll just keep it to myself and then i realized i was like no like they don't know exactly what they're doing right so but i i don't i also don't want to be that guy who's like oh they're always doing it wrong like i could always do it better but it's more kind of just becoming better i guess in like communication terms uh, just being able to communicate and stuff like that are are you leading any clubs? And it sounds like you're leading some stuff. 
Well, I'm going to push to to maybe become either president or vice president of the society this year. Um, I mean, <laughs> technically, I was president of the uh, like photography club last year. But there was like nobody really like I, I put out some stuff uh, like at the beginning of the year and like mm -hmm. we didn't get any feedback pretty much at all. Like we got a couple people interested and that was it. And then after that, I, I just got busy with courses and stuff. And since there was like no interest or barely any interest, I, it kind of just fell off. Mm -hmm. So this year, this year I haven't even touched the club, which is not good. But, <laughs> but I, I would say just, just working on that, I would say, is, is kind of my goals this year. Okay. Yeah. What about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> you guys go around the table, go around the table. Okay. Sure. Uh, next year, South School. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I go? Okay, I'll, I'll say. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, last final year, um, in terms of school, there's not a lot I can do. Like, with online, I just feel like I can't do much. And I'm not on campus, so, like, uh, I can't really do much in terms of extracurriculars and plus i was never really a part of extracurriculars school wise mm -hmm. i would say so that's something that's something that like, i've just never done but final year you know pass my courses get those done like mm -hmm. to graduate is number one like that's just the baseline right but even that sometimes hard to think about like i still have a year i can't just like um stop working um and that's i guess for me right now because i basically have my um because usually people in my school right now they're like working towards a job working right. like final year you're you're doing your courses but also you want to secure your full-time job because you don't want to uh, exit university to have no job right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so for me like i already know kind of what i'm gonna do full-time so um, which is kind of different than most people. Um, I'm lucky that I don't have to do recruiting now. But the thing is, is that uh, <laughs> that's kind of like kind of lowered my motivation almost. Like, what am I mm -hmm. doing this final year? Do I just have to pass my courses? Like, in my mind, I'm like, all I have to do is pass these courses and like kind of s skim through almost. But then I'm also used to like just uh, really uh, working hard and studying hard so so it's really a change and now with everything online it's also different too um i guess in terms of final year nothing to do with school but i i want to explore more fields like mm -hmm. in the previous episode i talked about accounting how i'm going to be an accountant but what i really want to do is take accounting and then do accounting in a field i like so uh, whether that's entertainment or technology or whatever, like do business in a field that I'm interested in, not just pure mm -hmm. accounting, because pure accounting gets tiresome after a while, I would say. So, um, want to expand, like start networking um, into different areas that I'm interested in, because right now I feel like I'm stagnating mm -hmm. in that I'm getting too comfortable. And I know you guys talk about this a lot in the, in the episodes about like getting comfortable, and that that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is like I feel comfortable, like like there's nothing wrong, <laughs> you know. There's nothing like I, I kind of have everything planned out, but I I need to kind of push, keep pushing myself, even though I'm comfortable right now and I have like things going. Uh, I still need to keep pushing towards like just keep growing, or else I start stagnating. And I find when I start stagnating, I just feel 
uh, feel down. You know, it's it's yeah. not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's and it's important to keep up momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's always very important to keep momentum. Like I definitely feel that if I, let's say take an extended rest, not to say that um, people shouldn't take rest, but if I take like extended rest or something, I always find it super hard to get back into it. So I feel like, um, especially if you take a rest for let's say a year or like six months, that's a long time, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Or like even four months as a semester, like that's a pretty long time to take a rest for. And I feel personally like momentum for me is super important. Just maintain that momentum. And keep that standard, right? Um, yeah. So at least continually always pursuing something. I feel um, that's always been a thing for me. I always feel like if I do start slacking off, um, I just get really inefficient. Yeah. Like for, <laughs> for a prolonged duration. Like even if I don't want to slack off anymore, I still slack off just because like the habit builds there. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Because that's, I, I found once I started because for for a while i wasn't like employed i had two weeks pretty much in like vacation time mm-hmm. and during those two weeks it was just like <laughs> i didn't want to do anything and that's and and i'm glad i'm coming back into school now because like now i'm getting back into like my routine of like okay i got to get up like i always like to go to the gym before class like quickly go to class and then like yeah to come back to assignments and everything um but I found now that I'm getting back into the team, I'm like starting to get motivated again, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and like trying to get that like momentum back because those two weeks, oh. I, it was it was good. But I could just feel myself just like I was just losing all kind of sources of like, oh, I should really work on a project or something like that. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's. Yeah, school school kind of kicks because like if you don't get going, school kicks your ass. You know, like you you have to. <laughs> there's no choice about it, kind of thing. Nah, man. Not even only school kicks your ass. Everything kicks your ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if you yeah. beyond school, like yeah, jobs will kick your ass. Like, yeah. if you want to run, but you have to run, that will kick your ass. Like, <laughs> a lot of things will kick your ass. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's not just school. I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, Eric, you're you're working this. Basically, this whole year, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm working. I'm working for the next year at a startup in Toronto. So that's what I'm doing. So my graduation is like 2022. So I basically have more time to figure stuff out. But yeah, that's that's me right now. But it's like it's still it's still pretty hectic, you know. Um, I'm still like a bit everywhere right now. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right after I jumped off my internship for the summer, I immediately started applying for 2021 summer. Yeah, um, because a lot of financial positions were open at the time, um, so I just rapidly started applying, sort of thing. That right now I'm also like low key stressed because like I'm organizing a career fair coming up at the end of this month, and it's all online, and we never did all online before. Mm. Oh shit! That is completely not a mess because my co-director is very, very good. Very, I feel like I let her down so much, but she's super, super good. Um, I thank mm. her so much for that. But yeah, we have the career fair going, so that's been really hectic. Work's been really hectic. Startups have <laughs> been really hectic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life's just pretty hectic, hectic at the moment. Yeah, Yo, yeah. you're always on the go. Wait, what? What's it like working uh, like a year, taking a break from school? Because I, I'm always afraid to take extended breaks from school, or like never thought about that because mm. I feel like I can't get back into the thing. Mm. Can't get back it, easily. 
It depends. It depends on your viewpoint about school. I guess I have a jaded view on school now that I don't like. School doesn't stimulate me that mm. much. So whenever I do stuff, I want it to stimulate me. I want me to be excited about what I'm doing. Um, school does not excite me anymore. Even though it could be like the most interesting things, I'm just not excited. It's just not stimulating. It could be hard. It definitely is, mm. but it's not stimulating. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, I guess in that case, I want to like I guess push back school as much as possible and do stuff that I like. So that could be like, oh, whatever job I'm working right now. Even though like the job I'm working with right now, it's a bit understimulating, if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I guess like I guess taking the prolonged break from school is just like I have much more time to do stuff that I actually want to do versus I feel like school, at least for me, it feels very forced. A lot yeah, of things at school feel very forced that I could do this assignment that I must do or I could meet all these new people that I think are more valuable down the line. Yeah. And you're kind of forced to pick the assignment, which is valuable right now, and maybe for the next four months or next year, as soon as you you don't need your GPA anymore, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, it feels very forced. It feels like um, like I can't wait till like I'm completely done studying after I get my designation stuff, because then, because mm-hmm. then it's just about experience building. I feel like because then like you kind of learn things. You learn a lot through whatever you do, but it's no more like exams it's no more like you you just have to remember things and regurgitate them kind of thing it's more Mm -hmm. you just your life starts like you you just keep going you know it's no more like anything set in stone and stuff i i don't know how i'm gonna do in that environment in the long future Mm -hmm. but it's something that i just right now when i'm back in school is what i look forward to because i (laughs) school just first feels so forced Mm -hmm. it's like yeah, it depends how you see it. I feel like school has always been, here's here's the trail, here's the sidewalk, just walk down it. Um, yeah. There'll be some rocks you have to jump over, there'll be some stuff that you have to climb over and stuff like that, but it's, this is the path, and um, it's relatively straightforward to figure your way um, through this path, right? You just study, or um, you do whatever you need to do to, to get whatever marking you, you want to get. Um, but mm. definitely when school is not there, it, life becomes a little more destructured. Even, even when yeah. you work, that gives you some sort of linearity in it, um, like I know that I'm going to check in at nine or I know I'm going to check in at 10 or whatever. And I know I'm going to check out at five or whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. or four or whatever I work. Um, so that does provide some linearity in it, but the rest of the time, well, that's just, I guess, more than less of you're walking at night and there's no lights and you're just walking and you have to figure yeah. out where the sidewalks are. You have to figure out if you want to walk on the sidewalk or not, if you want to create your own path, that's just all like up in the air. And I feel like at least that's so exciting in the sense that it's not predictable. So yeah. at least that's the that's the leer to that for me. So that's why school is not that stimulating on that end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I can see that. I can also see that you could also put it in the way of that if you're walking in total darkness and you're not in school, then you don't know if you're about to walk off a cliff or not, too. Which Very which true. some people like, which is kind of like it is it, and it is exciting. Um, Cause I, cause I did think about that, but it's at the same time, I feel like schools, at least for me, university was like, I pretty much needed to do university. It's like really mm. like kick myself in the ass and actually get moving. Um, cause I know we talked about that in the last episode as well, where it's just kind of our experiences coming out of high school. And I have to say, you, I needed university to really like put me in gear and, and like make me have a work ethic and really like, I don't want to say discover myself because that sounds really weird, but 
<laughs> like find more about who I who I really am mm-hmm. and kind of what I can do. So I think with with school in that sense, I, I really like it. But in some cases, I, I do agree. It's kind of a really boring path of like, okay, here's a straight path. There might be one or two obstacles, but you don't like, they're usually pretty easy to pass. Uh, yeah. But it, <laughs> I, I also like kind of like, I feel like there's some curveballs that are thrown in too, just from all the people that you're going to meet mm-hmm. um, and kind of how you can relate to them and how you can network with them and how easy it is sometimes from that sense of like, oh, I went to this school, you went to that school, oh, I have a connection in this job, yeah, like, uh, I'll connect you to kind of thing. Whereas if you're walking in the dark, it's it's much harder to do that, unless you're super outgoing and you're super likable and I guess some other qualities too. <laughs> but yeah, most definitely, like school definitely gives some structure. And I feel like for me, when I say stimulation, it's like, the courses or like the actual content in school doesn't stimulate me anymore, but I still want the environment. It's like, I always told mm. friends or I told people I want to stay in school as long as possible. And some people are like, that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. why do you want to stay in school as long as possible? That just doesn't make sense. Right. Because it's like, Oh, you want to see the world. You have to do whatever. But my view has always been, Hey, school gives you a platform or it gives you a setting where you can meet so many new people at a blink of an eye. If you want to, if you want to. Right. Yeah. Um, and you have access to so many talented individuals, um, so many people from different fields or different thoughts, different places, and they're all similar age. Mm-hmm. So it kind of creates a perfect breeding ground for you to figure out what you want to do, see other people's like stories and just learn more and figure out like what is like, like what the world is like very much. Right? Yeah. Sure, no, I- there are some like inflexibilities there, but yeah, the setting is really nice. I, I totally agree with that, actually. That's, like, the whole reason why I want to come back again this year. And that's, like, I, I hated the whole idea of having online courses because it was, like, not the same. Like, I loved, I loved going to school, and it was just, like, the best part about university was going into, like, class, seeing all, like, the, the other people that I know, and just, like, just joking with them for, like, a good, like, <laughs> however long our class was. Um, I mean, like, we, we would pay attention mostly and stuff like that. Um, but... It was like I just knew so many people and like we, we'd all just be in class and then we'd like joke with our profs and stuff like that. And to me, like that whole atmosphere, I just loved. And that's why it's like I kind of hate this year because all a lot of the stuff is online. Um, I'm not taking as many comp courses anyway, so I don't know as many of my classmates. But to, to me, I just I love the whole sense of just like seeing everybody and just like you're, you're all kind of in the same boat. You're all like the same age. Like we all have kind of the same more or less goals. Like we definitely want to pass mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And to me, that's like, that's what I love about university and not like, and, and although it's kind of a very easy, like straightforward path, but it's, I don't know. I think, I think it's just the, the sense of community for me is, is the real thing oh, where, yeah. where if you're walking in the dark, you don't know if you're going to run into a bunch of people or if you're just walking for a long time on your own. Oh, I, yeah, I see, yeah, the the community thing. I, I see that like extending almost into work as well. When you when you start when you enter enter into the workforce, like it's it's almost like because okay, like when you're in high school, you apply to university, you go to university, university, you apply to jobs, and then you go to jobs, 
and then that's mm -hmm. going to be kind of your community there like you just keep going to different communities so it's like really good i don't know practice or, or like to, for network like once you once you're at your job like uh whatever your career is then that's when you start branching off as well like you just keep i guess that's what life is you keep branching off like let's say at your job you meet someone else and you go to another place like your community keeps changing your community and it's I don't know. <laughs> that seems like what life like kind of is. And I guess even at your job, if you let it be linear, it will be linear. Like you just yeah. mm -hmm. like because what even once you get into your job, like outside of school, like you go into your job, um if you want it to be linear, you can't. You just get you just keep going up and higher and higher, climbing the corporate ladder or whatever, and you keep going that way. And which is fine, like that's a linear path. It's it's not easy either. Um, so like, I feel like in anything, it's you just it's just different communities, different ways to get to where you want to be, and just uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it now. There's so many opportunities. It's kind of like it's kind of like rolling a dice almost. You don't know what's gonna <laughs> happen. Whatever happens, happens. I mean, that's the fun part in it. I think <laughs> that's the most exciting part because I don't want to know what happens. If I do know what will happen, then I don't want that thing to happen because it's, that's determined, right? I think, yeah. especially doing all the job searching right now and applying to definitely 100 plus by now. I definitely reached 100. <laughs> um, and getting interview requests or getting whatever, it's exciting because it's like, oh, wow, I could work at whatever this company is or I could work at that one or, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, or I did not know what this is. So it's just kind of like really random in that sense. I mean, that's assuming you want to go down the traditional work at a company path. Then there's like the other path of, oh, maybe I could start somebody else and that could be successful. And maybe I can make like a livable income that way, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, that's something else. I don't know, it could be like an e-commerce store or music project or whatever it may be. Like something that's a side project could become like your full-time role or like your full-time job, if that makes sense. Hmm. So there's just so many variables in play now that it makes everything so interesting and anything is like everything's not black and white anymore. I feel like um before it was definitely much more black and white. At least in first year. I'm not saying in the span of four fear four years a lot of things changed, but perspective changed. And in first year, everything was really black and white. In first year, I remember it was like, oh, do good in school, that's white, and then or that's good, and then um uh, if you do bad in school, that's bad. It's it's very mm -hmm. very twofold, and it's it's only yes or no sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But now it's like okay, um, you could do good in school, cool, um, but you don't have to, right? Not saying that you shouldn't or you should, but it's not a must, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you could also do other stuff. Like I remember I saw one person in my major, he was working, I believe. I don't know him that well. I just know the name. I know the face. Like my major is small enough that I know everyone's names and everyone's faces. Um, who's in my major? Because there's only like 150 of us or something like that. Um, so he was always in biomedical engineering or some sort of bio and engineering. Um, and I think he worked on this project for like all his summers or something, but I just saw that he posted a Kickstarter. Um, and he created these glasses that could use machine learning, um, to detect when you're procrastinating and when you're off focus and his <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter raised like 30 K or something. Ooh, I need those. <laughs> so it's like. That's insane. Like that's so that cool. You know, mm -hmm. and you can start a company from that, you know? Yeah. Wow. Right? So it's like your path now is so so vast and you don't have to go down like just the linear path anymore. 
right? Mm-hmm. And even from the linear path, you could diverge any at like mm-hmm. not any time you want, but like at a lot of different points, you could diverge, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I always wanted to work on. I'm like non-traditional, so like when people think software, they're like, "Oh, Silicon Valley." So for me, I always wanted to work on Wall Street. It hasn't really been Silicon Valley for me. Mm-hmm. So I always want to see what Wall Street's like, and then maybe work in Chicago's financial district. Uh, maybe go to Silicon Valley for like a couple a couple months, like six months or something. And okay. just see different places, right? And see different settings um, yeah. versus just one place. I feel it, it's so expensive. You might as well see all of it, you know? And in the next year, there's so much variability there, right? Like with job searching um, or whatever career you pursue after school, there's just so many options for you to choose from. And getting anchored or getting neuroscience on one thing is it's good and a bad thing, right? Um, it really depends, I guess, a position that you want on that thing. And at least for me, it's like, I don't want to get too narrow-sighted. I'm just too, I want to explore everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, like, the when you mentioned narrow-sighted, I was, like, thinking, um, th- that kind of leads into, almost contradicts, like, goal-setting. Or, like, because people, people, at least... Like, you need to set goals that are, um, like, realistic, timely. There's, like, it's like smart goals, like, where, like, specific, they have to be specific, timely, reasonable, or something like that. And, like, for me, that sometimes works. But then I feel like, like, what you just said is so good. Like, I feel like your goals have to, like, always change. Like, sometimes by setting almost too long-term of a goal, maybe, do you think that's, like, an issue? Like, that... Because um, we're, we're we're always like working towards something, but like we never know what's gonna happen, right? So in mm-hmm. between, something mm-hmm. might change, and you just go the complete opposite direction, or like a, you diverge. Like, do you think it's like it's important to be flexible for the goals? But then I hear more often like, no, you just gotta set your mind on something and like go for it, and like not change kind of thing. Or versus like. There's definitely an even ground, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like life's just so random now. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 you like you can work towards something generally, but then what happens kind of happens, and you kind of be like at one point you're mm-hmm. like sometimes for me like at one point I'm like well that was my goal, but maybe wait what happened I I mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. Like I think uh, this is something. Let else. me yeah, Matt, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say I think you always have to be open open for change. And kind of like, especially, I think that's pretty much everybody is that the more you kind of learn about stuff, the more it's going to change. And I think you always have to be like, okay with kind of changing your path a little bit. I know it's definitely hard to like do like a huge change. Like, oh, you started university doing accounting and now you want to jump into like engineering or something like that. Like doing a huge change like that is, is always hard. But I think you always have to be kind of open to it. I think as soon as you kind of close yourself into like one direction um or kind of like one goal you kind of lock yourself into that and then it's hard to get out of it and then i think you you'll probably just start to become more miserable or something like that because i think for the longest time i always wanted to go into game development and then i had to kind of take a step back and go i i don't really like that because the market is just crazy right now Mm -hmm. um and I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. So like I kind of steered away from that. And as I learned more and more about the different things I can do with like computer science and stuff like that, I, it really opened me up. And then I had to 
kind of change from where from what I saw before. So, yeah, I mean, goals are also synonymous with interest, right? It depends if your interests are still there. Mm. Like, if you know you're truly passionate about something, then there's no reason to change your goal if your goal is unreasonable or is like a stretch, right? Um, like, it's like for me in fitness, like I have very specific numbers mm-hmm. I want to hit for my bench squat and deadlift, right? And those numbers are like borderline, like elite powerlifting goal or powerlifting numbers. Um, like not on the top, but like reaching there, right? And it's like, those are numbers that I want to hit, right? And that's kind of like a given. So if I want to go out and like, let's say run a marathon someday or have a passion in marathon running randomly, um, will I abandon those numbers that I want to hit? Maybe, but probably not, right? Just because at least I'm so fixated on that as being a bucket list mm-hmm. I want to accomplish, right? So I mean, some things are very, very concrete and other things are very flexible, right? And then of course there's everything in between. It really depends on your interest, I believe at the time. Um, if you're truly passionate about that thing and your yeah. passion is like unwavering or your interest is unwavering, then your goal could be as unreasonable as possible. Or even if as you're not that passionate about this thing, maybe you want to set little goals and kind of proceed further to grow your passion or grow your interest, right? So in that sense, goals, I guess, are pretty flexible, but um, a one-year goal might be too long. Um, a, four-year mo- a four-month goal may be long. Um, a month might be reasonable, um, but at least how I think it, I don't care. I, I'll set these audacious goals and... Um, I'll always look at them because that's always something that I could look forward for and at least hopefully reach one day because it's like you always have to drinks like dream stupid and be unreasonable to do like unreasonable things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been a motto. So yeah. um, that's something that I always believed in. So why not set audacious goals? Yeah. Yeah, you got <laughs> you gotta be like crazy. You gotta be you gotta be hungry, you gotta like want it. Uh are there is do you think there's do you guys think there's any such thing as a bad goal? Are there any bad goals? Like, if, if someone has a goal, is it always good? Or is it because po- I can't, like, I was trying to think of anything that's, I mean, a goal, a bad goal. A goal could be morally I wrong. Means. Like, <laughs> I, I like, feel like a serial killer's goal or whatever. Okay. Well, yeah, but is it a bad goal? I, I feel like <laughs> if, if you ask some people, I feel like the, the top guys, like, I don't, I, I don't know who else there'd be like Elon Musk or something like that, or some motivational speaker. They probably tell you that some goal like that you set too low is a bad goal. Like say, okay, I, okay. I want to be able to do like five push ups in like 10 minutes or something like that, which is like a stupid goal. <laughs> you should be able to do five push ups like way faster than 10 minutes. So I feel like that could be in a sense, a bad goal. Cause you're, cause I feel like a lot of people like you can set, you can set the bar too low. I feel like, or that's, that's kind of what mm. I feel it like has been tossed around. I don't know. Maybe Eric has more <laughs> insight on that. Bad goal. Definitely feel like setting a goal too low, but like, I, like I would, I wouldn't say that's a bad goal either because it depends on the person. Right. Mm. Um, I feel the bar is very subjective. Yeah, like if someone is more, let's say, they want a comfortable life. They want a chill life. They just want to work a pretty easy job. Um, they don't. They don't want to get huge pay. Uh, they want a good vacation, raise a family. That's it. Um, then mm. you can't really say that's too low or too high, right? The guy's mm. happy. <laughs> the person's happy in the end. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So 
maybe like you can correlate goals with happiness. Maybe that's possible. Um, but I feel like it's also interesting when you say goal because I feel like when I uh, think of goal, I also think of how you do, how how would you define a day as being productive, um, such that you're working towards this goal. And like I started to read a book called The Lean Startup, and it's all about um, doing approaching a startup in terms of maybe not the product or trying to focus on the market, but it's about the manual process of um, a startup. It's kind of like a different startup philosophy where you try to do everything fast and everything quickly. And one of the first things that it mentions is you want to redefine how you measure uh, a productive day, right? So let's say if you were a software engineer, a productive day would be probably spending eight hours, nine to five, eight hours coding and pushing a feature out. And if you have, let's say, meetings during the middle of the day, you'll probably say that's unproductive because you're having meetings and you're not coding, right? Um, let's say if you're an accountant, then let's say a productive day would be you're spending eight hours in completing whatever forms you have to fill out or crunching whatever numbers you have to crunch and then meeting with a client and whatever and doing all that, that might not be productive. That would probably be annoying because that mm -hmm. deviates from the task, from the narrow focus task that you want to do, right? Um, and the book says, well, another interesting way or at least in a lean startup philosophy, a good way to measure how predictive a day is, how much you learned. So it's kind of a little bit different where, yeah, maybe in a day as a software engineer, I didn't code eight hours a day, I only coded two hours and spent the rest of the six hours trying to figure out a bug or something, right? But if I spent those hours and I figured out this bug and I gained some huge insight on some sort of architecture or some sort of system that I could use in the future or implement later and whatever I want to pursue, then that's a that's a pretty good day. Like that's a pretty productive day. Um, because in the end, I still learn something and this knowledge could help me, I guess, push towards my goal or whatever I want. Right. So that's also another way, interesting way of thinking, at least when it comes to goal setting, uh, when you say bad goals, I mean, I feel like now my thought is, Hey, if you set a goal, at least my definition of my, my bar, my expectations, I think now I'm at a point where, Hey, if I set a goal in which I don't need to learn, or I don't need to improve to get, that's a bad goal. Because <laughs> if I don't need to improve to get this goal, or I don't need to learn more, if I don't need to try harder, if I don't need to put effort, then that's not a goal. That's a bad goal. Because what's the point of setting that in the first place? That's just, I might as well just put that on my calendar for next Sunday <laughs> that's and just, just finish it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not, that's nothing, at least for me and my perspective, right? Yeah. Um, so. It's like my goal is to eat dinner. Like that's just a task. Yeah, yeah. My goal is to like, do whatever. Um, I wanna, I wanna walk down the street and back or something. I'm like, well, you can just do that now. I mean, assuming you don't have like disabilities or something or something that's impeding you. But right, yeah. Anything that involves um, improvement, a lot, significant improvement, significant learning, significant effort, um, in my perspective, would be a good goal. Um, because that's also really relative to the person, right? Um, and relative mm. to where they are. I feel like that's um a good a good metric to live by in terms of how much you learn how much you improve versus how much quote-unquote work you got done every day which is definitely more fulfilling um but might not be the most optimal in terms of goals and at least um trying to build something hmm. i i really liked i really liked the uh learning gauging how uh productive your day was by learning because i sometimes run into the uh, issue of like I don't get everything I wanted to done today or like I measure productivity by yeah exactly how many tasks I complete mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. not how much progress I made 
if I didn't complete it, I feel like I did nothing that day mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I'm always like completion. Sometimes, sometimes it gets bad to the point where I complete something too early as bad quality. I'm someone like, I just like, um, but, but hearing about the learning thing, like that's something I'll keep in mind. Cause, mm -hmm. cause sometimes like, yeah, I'll spend like a whole day maybe, or a, a good chunk of a day, like three hours on like one accounting problem. And I'll be like, I didn't even finish the other set of problems. And then I'll be like, yeah, what, what am I doing? Why am I so bad? Why am I so slow? But, but it's like a bug, right? Like I figured that one out and it'll kind of stick with me in the future. Whereas like I learned something a lot, but you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually a good one actually. Cause I, sometimes I, like I, I still teach kids uh, like part time and it's kind of, and I, and I think about that as well, especially when like I'm setting up lessons and stuff and it's kind of when, when you're teaching kids or just like teaching anybody, you kind of want to like show them all this like cool stuff that you can do and you want to show them all like the amazing things that you can do once you do it. But like you have to like think about like the smaller things and then think about like taking little steps and then from there, it's like, I think, well, I could give them like this huge thing, but they're not really going to learn from this. Like the best way for them to usually do it, and especially learning programming, is just like trial and error. It's just like try it out and code it. If it doesn't work, play around with it some more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like the whole thing is that because when I'm, when I'm making those things, I'm like, oh, we should do this. We need to complete this. We need to complete this. And I go, well, we don't really need to complete these. They just need to like know how to do each task rather than like completing it out it's i feel like it's hard to explain but it's like making sure that they get the experience and like the knowledge rather than just mm -hmm. saying i finished yeah mm. Mm. it's like they figure out how to do it but they figured it out naturally they figure it out by themselves exactly right and that's like i feel like the hardest thing for when i'm teaching them is just like i don't want to give them the answer because then it won't like they'll just they'll know the answer, but they won't know how to do the question, which is kind of like what they always tell you in school. But like it, it really uh, is, right? It's like you, you have to make sure that you know how to do it. Like you need the experience for that task rather than just completing it. And that's what I forget sometimes too, because I'm the same way where I'll work on some assignment for like a long ass time and I'll be like, Why am I so stupid? This took me so long. But then like, <laughs> but then you know. Like the next time when that comes up, then then you know. Yeah, then you know. It's like you never just you just never want to make the same mistakes or you never want to make the same blunders twice. Like that's that's the biggest thing. It's like, um, especially during me, like right now, interviewing uh, all the different companies is like, oh, I interviewed at a huge company. The question I got was easy, and I figured it out the second I finished the interview. But then oh. it's like, why didn't I see that? I'm so dumb, right? But then it's like, okay, well, let's break it down. Why didn't you answer this easy question? Here's like one example. I was like interviewing at a trading firm. Um, for some sort of quantitative trading position, um, which requires a lot of math. And one of the questions they gave um, in a video interview, um, so it wasn't in person, it was recorded, but it was just a simple system of equations problem where basically it was two variables, two equations, solve for the variables. Something you could do since like grade 10. Right? Okay. Very, okay yeah. Numbers were not hard. It was very straightforward. But I didn't see that problem as that type. I saw it as a huge complex probability problem that involved these complex statistics that I know nothing about. And that's why I didn't do it. 
So then after that interview, I sat down and of course I copied the problem, right? Um, and I kind of looked at it, I'm like, wait, this is just a straightforward grade 10 problem. What the hell, why can't, where can I do it? Right? And <laughs> yeah, it sucks. And like you, I killed myself over that. Like it was, I was heartbroken because it was a really good company too um, for a really good position. Um, but I mean, then you step back and you think about it. Well, you kind of write an after action report sort of thing of what went well, what didn't go well. So you kind of go over the report. What went, what went well? Well, I prepared, I knew about the company X, Y, Z, but what did I not do well? Well, obviously I didn't get the question, but why did I not get the question? Well, I didn't get the question because I was hella nervous. Um, there was a timer on my screen. I was sticking down from four minutes or three minutes. Um, I thought this was a huge probability question because I'm applying for statistics, statistics position, but I didn't generally think that was going to be math. So then you break down, okay, what did I not do good? And then by breaking it down, then it's like, okay, I see, I see. So I was too nervous. My heart rate was too high. Um, I was stuttering. My, uh, my hand was shaking because I was nervous, cold sweats, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. I was nervous. I'll just meditate before every, every interview now. Or I'll just, I guess, be calm before every single interview now. So I think after locating, at least for me, locating what went wrong, um, to make sure that never happens again. And then that could determine, well, that has been productive and that has been very worth it in terms of learning um, whatever I need to learn or whatever I need to do um, at that point in time. Uh, yeah. No, that's... <laughs> that is pretty... I think it's a good way to look at it. I just keep yeah. moving forward. I mean, Gabe kind of missed some of that, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, uh, dang, I uh, technical difficulties, but yeah, yeah, when you mentioned the heartbroken part, that part hits me hard. I always, I, I, I myself get too stuck a long time sometimes in the failure part. Like I just keep obsessing over why I couldn't get it or like why I failed, and then like it takes sometimes depending on the issue. <laughs> It takes me a while to finally step back and then yeah. view it and yeah. break it down. Yeah, it no, takes it me. takes a lot of courage. Like it, <laughs> it's hard to do. That's why I feel like whenever I'm looking at those things, whenever I do these postmortems of um, things that went wrong during interviews or whatever task, it's always good to start with what went well, right? So you could always at least give yourself kudos there and feel well. I, I was I, this wasn't a waste. I actually tried for it, and it wasn't me just throwing like paint at the wall and. That was it, right? Yeah. So you start you start with the goods, like what went well. Um, what do you think you absolutely killed, went super well, better than your expectations sort of thing? And then you work your way back. Okay, then it's like, okay, when you were doing the thing, how'd you feel? Like, were you nervous? Were you confident? Were you jittery? What was that environment like? And then you slowly peel back the layers to finally, okay, what went wrong, right? And then you look at what went wrong. And then after you look at what went wrong, you're right, okay, what do I need to do to make sure whatever went wrong never happens again, right? So mm. when you get that next interview or you have to do that next assignment or whatever that next step is with someone else, those same things don't come back and make you fail there. Because that, that should be an even worse feeling than the first one. Um, if the first yeah. one is bad, the second one will be bad for sure. If the same thing that <laughs> screwed you up the first time also screwed you up the second time, like that should not happen. Right. What if it does? <laughs> what if you I just mean, keep screwing up? <laughs> that's just not so bad at like... that point. Like <laughs> you can't say anything. That's just you not doing the due diligence to trying to prove that thing you did bad on. Right, right. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> it's usually how it goes. <laughs> oh. Damn. Um, I think that might be a good place to start wrapping it up here. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, good. Good episode. That we. I think we talked about like goal setting, goals for a final year, goal setting, and then like working on how to improve when you fail at those goals. I'd say mm-hmm. if you fail at a goal, like it's, it's, that's a that's a great framework to use. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening for the episode of Nobody Yet. Of course, we have weekly episodes every Monday, so you can always expect to find content then. If you're interested, join the Nobody Yet community, you know? Uh, follow us on Instagram, we are Nobody Yet. YouTube, Nobody Yet Podcast. Of course, you'll see visuals there for our podcast as well as any additional content. And of course, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, just anywhere you can imagine. And of course, if you like what you hear, uh, give us that follow or give that five-star review. We thank you so much for it. And of course, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.